Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and I am, as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth, Seth Robinson. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. We're living in interesting times right now, but it's going okay. <laughs> oh, my main concern right now is that it's freezing here in the office. I'm sitting here huddled up with my winter coat on because I, I think it got warm here this week, and so they, you know, that always messes with things, but... Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't. It be, hopefully like, it doesn't make me sick. Jeez. Oh, I hope not. No, we should all be in like staying indoors in saran wrap or something right now. But um, do they? Is the is the heat there? And then the air conditioning set on a date, and and regardless of what the weather is outside, it doesn't switch over. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that date. I mean, we could probably talk I've, about. I've worked in offices like that, and an early spring will come, and all of a sudden it's very warm outside, and yet you know with the heat remains on because mm. it's, you haven't hit the date yet. I mean, I'd like to think that this is a smart building, and that we're just completely modern here and up to date on using IoT to manage the the HVAC and all that. But you know, I mean, it's not our building; we just kind of rent space out of it. So That's maybe true. I should look into That's that. True. Yeah, make that your next mission. Yeah. Distraction. Next distraction mission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else has been going on this week? Election stuff? Oh, yeah. It's been a, it's been an interesting in the news week, that's for sure, between elections and viruses. Mm. Um, so uh, it's kept me busy at night watching on nonstop CNN. Um, I, I need to wean myself off that, I think, for a while. It's kind of driving me nuts. Hmm. Uh, I don't have that problem. I, I can imagine that you do, but uh, I, I'm a news junkie. You know that. Oh, I've been watching uh, Shit's Creek. Have you seen that? I have not, but everybody, everyone else on planet Earth apparently has, and I've been told I should watch it. So yeah, I will. Like don't it. film me. You would like. It. I will. I'll check it out. Good. I will definitely check it Good. out. Good. There's now. Now I've provided my service of giving you uh, something Thank other you. than CNN to watch. CNN to watch. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, you've had a busy week at work here, too, because you've published a research report. We, we're, You and I are, are kind of on the same cycle here of publishing research reports. Uh, we, I, we talked about my data study last time, and now here you come with managed services study, which is one that you've done pretty regularly, and it's really interesting to kind of watch how that space is evolving. But I think that that one is going up on our website hopefully today, right? Yes, it should be live today. And it is a study that we have done frequently in the past, but when I, I thought about it, this year's study, I realized I was looking back at the old studies to do some comparison, and we haven't published one since 2016. Oh. So this is, yeah, I know, I was, kind of, I was surprised. I think between 2010 and 2016, we did one annually, and then we took a break. Mm. And so, um, so this is actually a good reflection on a, a significant amount of time that's gone by. Uh, sometimes when we do the annual studies, not that much changes. The needle doesn't move much between the data that you see last year and this year. And truth be told, a ton isn't that different in managed services, but there are some themes that crop up in the data that we can discuss. And I'll just throw one main one out there and we can talk about it. But what is clear is that the majority of MSPs today are still very steeped in the traditional infrastructure services that they provide. So to help desk services, IT support services, um, all of the network management services and device management that they do. And that's really the foundation of what managed services was built on. But the 
savvier MSPs out there who are raking in more profits and larger margins and bigger customers are learning that specialization is the way to go. And so two, two areas where we see um, a shift or in some MSPs businesses is to either go all out on cybersecurity or at least add that practice in a much deeper way than they do on the baseline right now. And the other is MSPs who are exploring emerging tech, specifically Internet of Things as a managed service. And that that is a growing area. And I think that's going to be a, a big opportunity area for MSPs moving forward. Well, I enjoyed reading the report and and seeing how this space is shifting. And and the thing that really struck me as I was going through it is the terminology that we use here. And and I know we can get hung up on this, but I, I, I do think that it, it matters a little bit. And to your point that you've just made here, the bucket of managed services out there that people could perform is, is still really tied to fairly traditional things. And, and I think that makes sense because... For a service to be managed, it has to be relatively repeatable and relatively predictable in order to put in some of that automation. And we've talked quite a bit about tactical IT versus strategic IT. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many firms that were in the channel that were doing value-added reselling uh, or they were partners of a vendor or something like that, they, they were primarily focused on tactical IT because that's where their clients were. And I think managed services is kind of the final evolution of tactical IT. That You've got these services that all need to run. You need to keep the lights on. So how can you do that in as automated a way as possible? And then maybe, you know, if you're a client, you can outsource that. And, and if you're a managed service provider, that's what you can can do. But now there's this shift into strategic IT. And, and so I see these firms that might say, well, I'm a managed service provider because that's what they evolved to. But the things that they're doing are around consulting or even you know, if we dive into security, which I'm sure we will a little bit later, all of these things are not actually services that they're managing. They are now almost back into services that they're providing and they're answering very different questions than some of the services that might have come before. And, and you might not get to a point where you can fully automate it and manage it. Um, and I, I wonder how many of them out there you know, struggle with this. Like if you're talking to a relatively savvy client and you say, I'm a managed services provider and what they're looking for is some kind of strategic consulting, does that damage you in any way? Yeah, there are two definitions of services that these uh, MSPs have to grapple with, and you're absolutely right. One is, I am a managed IT service provider, meaning I will run your network, I will remotely manage things, I will troubleshoot, I'll provide technology services. Then there is the whole consulting aspect of this. Um, so if you are, if you're going to use a, a third party and outsource to them, you don't have the insights internally to to run certain things or certain aspects of your network. So you're not only going to use them for the technology services, but you also are relying on them to know what's best for you. And that's the consulting part of it. And uh, and MSPs who can manage to do, <laughs> no pun intended, manage to do both of those aspects of the business, the consulting and the technology, are the ones that fare best. And one of the things we we asked about in the study was, you know, what other types of services do you offer that are more in the consulting realm, uh, that go hand in hand with what you're doing for your clients uh, as a technology provider? And um, you, you can go down the list, but they're, you know, they consult around digital transformation, 
They provide roadmaps for emerging technology. So not just providing the emerging tech service, but helping a client decide what is the best thing for them and how to how to apply it in their organization and what might not be the best thing for them. Um, they do needs assessments, a lot of work around compliance. So auditing uh, a certain company, whether you're working with someone in the financial industry or the healthcare, and helping them make sure that everything that they're doing is compliant. And all of that is a different skill set. It's also highly profitable. Most MSPs structure their business where they're offering you a, a baseline set of services and almost like cable TV. Then you can you can then add services at a premium. So you're adding HBO or you're adding you know whatever you name your service uh, on top of that. And some of these consulting services are what you add on top. And um, again, that's that's an area where you can get some pretty big profit margins. Yeah, I I think that there, there's a lot of activity that could go into if we're talking about a pure managed service. And you've done this before in some of your reports. You can talk about the business model. You can talk about how you're structuring your team. You can talk about the tools that you're using in order to run the managed service as part of your business. But I think in this study, it's really expanding. You know, the 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 scope is is much wider. And I don't think we have. The, the terms to to use here, and that's that's fine. Maybe we don't have to, but I, I think there is a lot more going on than just managed service. Agreed. You know, and, and, and you know, the other little secret about managed services is even those that describe themselves as pure play managed services providers, meaning they're not VARs anymore, they're not reselling, um, dirty little secret, they still will resell you hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, if a customer asks for something, um, you know, one of the smart smart MSPs don't just onboard a customer immediately because typically a customer is coming to them because they're having problems. And so you don't want to onboard them with a service level agreement and making promises to them that you will be able to provide a certain level of service until you've actually looked at their infrastructure and done an assessment and looked at their environment. And typically what happens in that case is there need to be some hardware modernization, um, you know, different different pieces of technology need to be introduced on premise. And so... It's a very when you when you bring up you know the nomenclature and what we all mean by managed services, it can be very confusing. And I think that's been a perennial problem for this industry. I mean, one of the things that's identified as, as you know something that's going to need to happen for managed services market in general to be successful moving forward is the um, is customer awareness and understanding what what these companies do. And to your point, they're doing a lot more than they used to do. So it's getting even more difficult. So I don't know what the nomenclature works that is correct. We've debated this for years, decades, um, and and how to describe yourself. But what these companies are doing now is really beyond the scope of, of what they basically did 10 years ago. Well, that's, that's probably a good segue into these two areas that are cropping up as specializations for a lot of these firms. And the first one that you mentioned is IOT, or maybe it's not the first one you mentioned, but it's the first one that I'm going to mention. Okay. I, I think that one makes a lot of sense as kind of a natural transition here because you have hardware components. You have a lot of parts of an IOT system that are going to look very much like your traditional IT network. And so you can layer in the same management uh, that you've done of a, of a network onto an IOT system. Uh, I, I think that the couple things, I, I think that the, the real benefit of the IoT system is in the data that you're collecting and, and the decisions that you're able to drive because of that data. Uh, so I think that's an area for growth for a lot of 
these MSPs or third-party firms or whatever we would want to call them, um, but it's probably also an area that they don't have a lot of expertise in. Um, and then I think the second thing with IoT is it's an example of an emerging technology that has some hardware that can be sold and that can fit into a, a service that can be offered. I, I think we tend to lump emerging technologies into the same bucket a lot of times, mm -hmm. and, and I'm actually working on a project here that's beginning to try to pull that apart. You know? and, and if you look at IoT, I just mentioned all the reasons that this works really well for an MSP, but something like AI doesn't have the same characteristics. You, you can't put AI in a box and sell it. You're, you're kind of having to move up a layer in the stack and sell a CRM solution that maybe is powered by AI algorithms and that can drive a new workflow. And that's a very different thing than just selling and installing and implementing and then managing. Agreed. We've talked about that before, how especially around AI, it is fundamentally an enabling technology or a feature more than something that you sell independently. Um, but as for Internet of Things as a managed service, I think this is a natural, natural sweet spot for a lot of MSPs because, as you mentioned, it does involve hardware. So even at the base level, if all you want to do is be the, the reseller of that hardware, the sensors and all the other little implements that go along with IoT, um, so be it. You can do it that way. But if you want to get into managed services or you're already an MSP and that hardware already exists uh, on, you know, in a manufacturing plant or in an agricultural setting or whatever it is, you know, you it's just like taking over the network uh, infrastructure in a, you know, in a, in a basic technology setup. And so you can almost naturally move into managed services there where I think. Uh, MSPs will really benefit is if they can up their game in the data collection and analytics area. So, um, you know, all of these sensors that are involved in IoT are collecting reams of data. That's the whole point. Uh, if you as a third party can know how to analyze that data and then be proactive and prescriptive with your clients and let them know not just what's going wrong and how to fix it, but also where they may have areas to expand the business or some what you might be seeing something interesting in the data that changes the course or direction of where your client is going. That is high-end service, like I was just talking about. These are the higher-level services that are going to be um, the things that bring, bring you big profit margins. So that's the third. I, I often talk about this, but I mean, it's sort of a, to me, it's like three-prong opportunity in managed IoT. It's just the hardware piece, then the straight-up managed services where you're just troubleshooting and remotely monitoring the hardware devices as you would any other network device. And then there is the software piece of doing the analytics and then the consulting that goes with that. And that's, that's really the high-end holy grail there. It, it's a very similar situation in security, which is the other area that you mentioned uh, as a specialization here. Uh, I, I think there are pieces of security that are very straightforward, installing firewalls, installing antivirus, you know, things that have been done for a long time. And there are some new things that kind of fit into that. You can install DLP solution or, or whatever it is. Uh, but then I think there are some kind of higher order things. And you mentioned penetration testing in your report. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's one that's a much more active uh, role, one that changes over time. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that that's one that you can kind of set it and forget it or, or just kind of manage it uh, as a repeatable service. Uh, and then you've got the, the consulting on top of that. And there, there's probably even more with security you can get into 
the logistics of the processes that the client runs. Uh, you know, if they have secure contracts with all of their third parties, you can get into auditing their compliance. Uh, you can get into mm-hmm. educating their end users. And, and so again here, I, I, I almost see the term managed security services provider, and I feel like that's so limiting to what a lot of these firms probably do. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's also a mouthful to say. Yeah. Um, so this category of MSSPs is definitely a growing area, and these are these are managed service providers who are hyper focused on security. If you read the report, the, the the page I've done on security, there's just a laundry list, like you just mentioned, of of security areas that that companies um, can get into. The basics, the antivirus, the firewall, backup and recovery, those are typically offered by all managed service providers who aren't even specializing in security. But then there's this whole other laundry list, including the consulting that you mentioned, uh, that the MSSPs provide. But yes, again, back to the nomenclature, um, it's it's tricky and it doesn't fully express all of the types of services that a company can provide. Also, that you know, you can just slap that terminology on yourself as your, as your brand. I am a managed security services provider, but there's no kind of good housekeeping seal of approval that defines what that is. So anybody can say that if they offer some security services, but are they really that specialized in security? And I think that's one of the the troubling areas of this particular um, this particular trend right now is how, as a customer, do you really know whether or not this company that claims to be an MSSP really is. And that's that's a tricky one to navigate. There are a few there are a few benchmarks. There's, you know, you want to know whether they have their own uh, secure op- uh, operating center, their own SOC. Uh, most MSSPs do or they contract out with a with a reputable third party. Um, but beyond that, it's 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 hard and I, and I and I feel for customers a little bit. So it's it's tricky. Well, I think this is just another reflection of the the maturity of the industry that's been such a big theme for us over the past year or so, and the complexity that we see in the industry. I think things used to be simpler, and if you were uh, a channel firm, you could say, I sell you hardware. I set up your hardware. Yep. That's what I do. You know, the, the tasks were relatively straightforward, and it's been getting more and more complex, but I think even to the point of saying, I'm a managed service provider, I'm, I'm running your IT. I, I think that was somewhat straightforward. And I think now that clients are trying to be much more strategic and they're trying to build solutions on top of this new platform that's been defined by cloud computing and mobile devices, uh, I, I think there's so much complexity in the space. And I, I, I feel for these firms too, of not having a simple way to describe what they do um, and and really needing to build that for themselves and needing to build a lot of their their marketing and their branding as as you've talked about for for a long time and be able to sit down with a client and really understand what it is they want to do and then be able to to meet them in that space uh, rather than just having simple services to offer yeah I think the complexity uh, argument is is huge and it involves uh, not only being able to um, relate yourself to a client but it also is incumbent upon a lot of these companies to have the right people on staff who have the correct skills and that's a major challenge for a lot of these MSPs you know it's an MSP that then wants to be a security specialist 
um, may not have the right people on board to start taking up some of these things like penetration testing and, you know, doing compliance audits or um, DLP, some of the things that are a little higher up the food chain in terms of complexity. And so then they, you know, we've talked about skills gaps and, and, and the difficulty in finding the right people today. So that becomes yet another challenge. Um, that they have to face if they want to elevate their practice. Um, so you're sort of in a catch-22. All right, do I just stay in my lane right now with me- mediocre margins, but I'm, I'm doing okay? Or if I want to grow into this more complex areas that are much higher margin, how do I get there? I'm a small company. I've got, you know, it's, I don't have the right people on staff. So um, I think it, it's going to be an interesting few years ahead because I think we are entering with the maturing era of cloud and then all of these emerging techs and an increasing level of complexity and sophistication plus a more sophisticated buyer who knows what they want. Uh, all of these people in the MSP world and the MSSP world and in just in the industry in general are going to have to up their game. Very good. Well, congratulations on another successful report. Another one in the books. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if people want to check this one out, I believe this one is, is one that's very aligned with our membership. And so we we're having people register on the website, uh, and then they can download the report. Correct. That is correct. It should be available by end of day today. Uh, so please go to comptia.org and, and check it out. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll include a link in the show notes and, um, moving on, moving on to the next thing now. Indeed. Yep. It just, you just start over something new. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, have a great weekend. Thank you very much. You too. It's getting warm here, so I'm, I'm feeling a little springy, oh, which good. is nice. Good. Yeah. I think yeah, I've finally right. warmed up here in my office. So, um, well, good. I'm very glad. Yeah, that we're we're both doing well now. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased. All right, my friend. Talk to you Take next care. time. Take care. Mm-hmm.